Hello, amazing business owners. Welcome back to another episode of Business Straight Up. And just so you know, that name is going to change very, very soon. You may be wondering, Brooke, where the hell have you been? And short story, I went through a lot in November. I lost my brother unexpectedly at the beginning of November. I got really, really sick and I actually lost my voice for two weeks, which as you can imagine, makes podcasting very difficult. And then I take December off or most of December to be with my family. So it has been quite a wild ride in the last two months, but I wanted to give you an update on where I've been because I haven't forgotten about you. This is actually episode 97, and we are going to go into the second to the last of our series in must-have skills for success in business. This is part seven, which is resilience and failure, which is kind of timely for me right now, given that I have not shown up before you on the podcast in the way that I want to. But the episode is done. It's edited. It was edited back in November. And it's here for you today. So I'm going to really work on being present and consistent moving forward. And I can't wait to hear what you think because we all need this little bit of tough love when it comes to failure. I even include a story about one of my kids, which you guys know I don't share much about my children online. So let's listen in. Hello there, amazing business owners. Welcome back to another episode of Business Straight Up, the podcast and place to be if you want to actually make a living doing what you love. As a quick reminder, that name will be changing very soon. I have had some family stuff that has delayed quite a few things, but the name will be changing. Just so you know, if you come here one day and you hear something else, just know it's still me. If you have been a part of any of my social media stuff, then you have likely already seen the new name, but just know, don't freak out. (laughs) If you come back and you hear a new name, it is still just me. I am really, really excited for today's episode. I want to be upfront and let you know that there's been a lot going on in my family and it has not been very easy. We had a loss in the family and so things are a little delayed right now. Things are a little emotional right now. I am literally showing up. If you're listening to this episode, I'm also on video without makeup. (laughs) I have a hat on, but it's a cute little hat that I just got and it makes me happy. So we'll take those little wins every day. If you missed the email marketing class from October, we are going to repeat it at the end of November. It is three days of instruction and little bite-sized pieces to really break down getting your email marketing started and how to actually start growing your list. And these are all the small tasks that you need to do that seem super overwhelming. And we're just going to break them all down. And then we have a masterclass on the fourth day. It was very, very popular. I'm really excited to go through this again. Several people told me that they were sad to miss it. So we're going to do around two. You can sign up at boldwithbrook.com slash workshop. And again, that's boldwithbrook.com slash workshop. And I can't wait to see you. If you are loving this podcast and would love to kind of like give a little nudge and a thank you, I would so appreciate that. I recently had about 30 of my iTunes reviews just disappear. (laughs) I don't really know what happened. So you can head to boldwithbrook.com slash iTunes. If you'd like to leave a review, today's episode is part seven in an eight-part series. I know this series was really long. It originally started with just six, and then I kept adding because 
there are certain skill sets that we really, really need to start looking at if we want to see success in our business. And it's not just what we do. You go into business because you love what you do, but you can be the best at what you do and still make absolutely nothing if you don't start to look at the business side of it. So this is part seven. Today, we're going to talk all about something so fun. I'm sure you'll be super excited to hear. We're going to talk about failing. Hey, is anyone else like, ah, I feel you, but I have some things that I know you're going to want to hear. So let's dive right in. Hey, hey there, awesome people. I am Brooke Thummer and you are listening to Business Straight Up, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs to learn, connect, grow, and build the business and life that they dream of. Welcome. Let's get going and dive right in. Hello, business owners. Welcome back to part seven of this eight-part series of must-have skills for success in business. Some people have asked me, Brooke, do I really need to be a master or a mistress, depending on the word you choose to use of all of these skills, to be able to reach my goals? And the short answer is no. You don't have to master them all. But these are all skills that you're going to want to take a look at And to be completely clear, most of these skills will probably change over and over and over again. This is a never-ending journey, not like the cheesy movie, but this is truly a never-ending journey. Being an entrepreneur inherently carries some risk with it. If it was easy, everyone would do it. And so these are skills that will change over and over and over again. For instance, when it comes to marketing, there will always be new marketing channels. When it comes to sales, there will always be new skills to learn. Relationships, you might have a season where you're working on relationships with colleagues, and then the next season, you're really focusing on those relationships with your clients. All of these skills will change and evolve and grow with time. So you do not have to master them all up front. Please don't misunderstand that. We're talking about eight different skills, but you don't have to be perfect at all of them because quite frankly, it's not possible. Perfect doesn't exist. Even me in marketing, I teach marketing. I'm very, very good at marketing. I can market the hell out of things, but there are certain pieces of marketing that I'm not an expert at and I'm okay with that. Now, could I learn them? Yeah, I definitely could. And there are some that I am learning and that will probably change next year. Again, we need to be flexible. And remember, we've talked about this with pretty much every skill we have tactics and mindset, and they are two very different things. So if there's one mindset piece that I could really encourage you to embrace through all of this, all of these skills, basically everything in business that you could ever possibly think of, it is to embrace change because we are never going to move forward and continue to grow if we keep doing the same things over and over again and nothing new, right? It just doesn't make sense to expect the same results, my dog, (laughs) it just doesn't make sense to expect different and better results when we keep doing the same thing over and over again. It just does not make sense. So this is part seven. Because we have done six up till now, I'm actually going to just kind of recap them all right here. Part one was stay teachable. Part two was relationships matter. Part three is keep doing the work. Part four was marketing. Part five is sales. 
Part six is know and track your numbers. And part seven today, we're going to talk all about resilience and failure. And if you haven't heard any of these past episodes, you can see all of them at boldwithbrook.com slash podcast. So I have a funny story for you. We're going to start this off. I am not Catholic, but I do have family members who are Catholic. So I know a little bit about how mass works, a little bit about the call and response part that is typically a huge part of mass. My son went to a Lutheran preschool, which also has kind of the call and response. I recently attended my husband's cousin's wedding. And when the priest said something that I guess had a specific answer, (laughs) I turned to his uncle and said, congratulations. You know, that's what you say on a wedding day, right? Apparently that was not the right response though. As I found out very quickly after saying it, and he was super gracious, but just kind of gave me a little bit of a weird look. And I was like, oh, well, that wasn't what I was supposed to say. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. So today, if you have ever attended one of my webinars, you know, sometimes we do the call and response thing too. And we're going to try this little call and response thing today. And if I ever speak to this on stage, we're going to do this in person. But for now, it's just in your bedroom or walking the dogs or picking up the kids or riding your bike or wherever you're at. I'm going to say something and you're going to respond back. Are you ready? I'm going to say, you will fail. And you're going to say, and that's okay. Okay. (laughs) So if you are listening to this in audio, just know I am also on YouTube. The handles are all messed up, but go to boldwithbrook.com slash YouTube. It'll take you right there. And if you want to see my face, because I'm very entertaining, (laughs) you can check it out on YouTube. So did you say it? We're going to try this again. Ready? Here we go. You will fail. That's okay. (laughs) I have so much to say about all of this when it comes to failure. But if there's one thing I really want you to take away from this episode, it's that you will fail and that's okay. (laughs) Get over it. Embrace it now. Do not have this brain that says, oh, we can't possibly fail. That would be terrible. What would we do? We would lose everything. We're not going to go down this catastrophe rabbit hole because guess what? The reality is you're going to fail. Going into business means that not everything will be perfect all the time. And can we just be real and say that that's just life in general? It's not just business. This is life as well. You're going to fail and it will all work out. We have been taught throughout our lives that failure is bad. If you went to a public school and you got an F, the world ended right, you would be held back. They would be worried about you. You'd have to repeat the class. And if you're in high school, you don't get credit for that class. You have to redo it depending on the requirements. And while GPA matters, if you want to go into higher education, this attitude towards failing is something that I really don't believe is healthy or sustainable. Now, there are times that you'll fail just because circumstances don't work out. And there are times that you'll fail because you didn't do the best you could. And guess what? It doesn't matter. You're still going to fail. Even if you did everything perfect, you cannot control the rest of the world. You will fail. And that's okay. (laughs) We have so much guilt and shame and fear when it comes to failing. And I feel this too. I cannot even tell you how many times I have just done nothing instead of doing something that I believed was not perfect. 
my recovering perfectionist brain will go into hardcore fear mode when it comes to fear of failing. And for me, that means just not doing anything, just shutting down. If you guys ever notice in my podcast, sometimes I will go months between episodes. Sometimes that's just because I get so overwhelmed and there's just so much to do and I'm just afraid. And so I do nothing. And I'm not saying that that's okay. It's not sustainable. I need to be consistent, but I will share that it happens to me even at my level of business. All of these things happen. We are all going to come across challenges and roadblocks and failures. And for me, usually it's not even an epic fail, but it's more like a hair is out of place. Oh my gosh, I can't post this video. That kind of fail. And I have had to work very, 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 very hard at getting over that. And can I just tell you right now that because of the things that have been happening in my family and we lost my brother, I did not put on makeup today. I just am feeling kind of blah. I didn't want to put on makeup and I am literally forcing myself to record this on video because I know it will be imperfect and I'm working so hard to embrace that. So side note for any of my fellow boudoir photographers listening, I really wonder if part of this comes from specializing in boudoir for so long because I work so hard to make sure that my clients look polished and that everything is exactly where it should be, that when those things, which are normal, happen for me, it's completely unacceptable. I'm not even talking about a professional photographer taking my photo. I'm just talking about a selfie and I'm like, why is my hair doing that one thing? And for me, it's unacceptable. And I know intellectually that that's bullshit, (laughs) but I have spent so many years making sure that those things don't happen for my clients, that I have that standard for myself as well. And I've been talking with another friend who is a former boudoir photographer, and she feels the same way. So I know this is real. I know it's not just me. Maybe if you're out there and you're a boudoir photographer too, you're raising your hand. Maybe it's wedding photographers too, or other types as well. But we need to start embracing the fact that we're going to fail. Not everything will be perfect all the time. So back to failure, whether it's an epic fail, like huge, bad, life-altering failure, or even little ones, the bottom line is that we have to start accepting that we are going to fail. It's just going to happen. You will fail. And that's okay. (laughs) Did you say it with me? I hope so. Winston Churchill said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Remember in this series that we've talked about the fact that there is no finish line. There is no, well, I'm done here when it comes to business because we are constantly growing and changing. And a huge part of that growth is failing. Have you ever seen giant growth in yourself when you succeeded? Maybe some people do, but for most of us, it's when we fall flat on our faces and fail that we grow the most. Recently, my son had to take a very big exam in his aviation career and he did not pass. This is an exam from the FAA. Even worse, he missed it by five points for weeks and even months leading up to this exam. He was so scared nerves got the best of him. He even canceled it once because he was so scared. He studied for months for this exam. And in the end, they asked more about the side that he didn't study extensively than the one that he did because he figured that the one that he studied would be more important. He guessed wrong, so he didn't pass. Some might even say that he failed. 
when he got home, I was sitting in my office and I can see directly up front from my office. So I saw him pull up and I stood outside the garage door and I waited by the door for him. And when he walked in, I yelled, congratulations. And I threw my arms around him and I was so excited. I said, congratulations. And he looked at me and had a very strange look on his face and said, but I didn't pass. I said, true, but you were scared and you did it anyway. And for that, I am incredibly proud of you. I know that was really, really hard to do and that you were nervous, but you did it anyway. So whether you passed or not, it is a huge win because you can always take it again. And for any trolls that are concerned, I did check with my son before sharing that story. It is shared with permission. So do not worry. He was very proud that he took the test as well. He's annoyed that he did not pass, but at least he did it because now he knows what that experience is like and he can go into it another time and hopefully pass it next time. How often have you let yourself not do something that you know you need to do simply because you might screw it up? You might fail. It might not work. Or it may not work out the way that you think it should, even if it does work. How many times have you been sitting in indecision or inaction because you're afraid of what might actually happen when you move forward? Say it with me again. You will fail. And that's okay. Ramit Sethi is a brilliant financial educator. His book is one of the books that I had as required reading for my son before graduating. Because you know what? When you homeschool your children, you can do stuff like that. I'm like, you know what? This is now a graduation requirement. Congratulations. His book is called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. And one of my favorite quotes of his is if I don't have at least four or five failures a month, I feel like I'm not trying hard enough. One of my coaches encourages her students to have 100 big failures in building their businesses because right now she's at about 50 million in revenue and she knows how many failures it takes to truly get to where she wants to be. And her goals are way bigger than mine. And I know that that failure will be super necessary to get to where I want to go too. Learning to fail is a skill. It's not a talent. People are not born with this because they've won some sort of weird genetic lottery, right? Failing once or twice or over and over and over again is not your identity. That's not who you are. You are not a failure if you fail. There is no moral statement on who you are as a person because of a failure, even repeated failures. Here's the reality. Your failures, your mistakes, or your crazy big mess ups don't define who you are, not personally and not in business. And this belief that we are our failures, even we are our successes, is something that I think is perpetuated even more and more with our current culture today. But it doesn't mean that it's something that you have to embrace. Say it with me again, you will fail and that's okay. We are going to talk about some steps to start embracing failure instead of cowering because of it. But before we do, we're going to say it one more time. You ready? You will fail and that's okay. So first step one, when it comes to embracing failure and owning your failures and knowing that they're going to happen and that you will be okay. First, we're going to own the mistake or the quote unquote failure own your mistake. If you messed up, if you truly messed up, if you hurt someone, if you did something 
that requires some sort of, hey, I need to talk with you. We need to apologize. We need to make allowances or whatever we need to do. Own your mistake. That is step one. And dare I say that I see a lot of people now that just simply brush things off. So they mess up, which happens. We all mess up. We all fail, right? And instead of saying, I really messed up and I'm really sorry, what can I do to make this better? They say, well, you're just being too sensitive. (laughs) Can you tell I've heard this a little bit? You're just too emotional. And I think that this happens, especially for women, that we are often blown off or considered hysterical when something like this happens. So when we fail, when we mess up, first, number one, step one is to own the mistake. Now, maybe you didn't actually make a mistake. You just tried something new and it just didn't work. You didn't hurt anyone. You didn't, you know, there was no fallout other than maybe financially you invested a little bit and it didn't work out. But that is going to move us to step number two. Maybe there's really nothing to own other than I tried something new. It didn't work. I failed. That sucks. Number two is practice self-compassion. We are all just doing the best we can. We are all just trying new things, seeing what works. And that is a huge part of business. We're going to try something new. Oh, look, that didn't work. That really sucked. Okay, we're going to move forward. Don't beat yourself up. There is no reason for that. You can't shame yourself into being better. And that takes us into number three. Look at that mistake, not just the mistake itself, but your own part in it with a compassionate lens and really examine it. So we're going to have self-compassion, but we're going to look at this mistake and we're going to keep out any moral statements or emotions. No, you are not a complete fuck up because you failed. No, you are not going to die alone on the streets because you messed up. (laughs) We're going to remove all of those moral statements because that's where our brain likes to go. And it's normal to have those emotions and it's okay to have those emotions and feel those emotions. We're not going to stuff them, but we're going to look at this mistake. We're going to look at this failure to see what can be learned, what can be done differently in the future. Did you try a new marketing technique and it failed miserably and you're like, oh, all right, maybe that's not the one for me. What can I do different? Are we going to tweak the way we did it? Or are we going to try something new altogether? It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It doesn't mean that clearly there's something wrong with you and you should go die alone in a ditch somewhere. That's not what this means. This means that that one thing didn't work. And that's okay because we're going to try something else. We're going to try something new and we're going to learn from that mistake. Number four, practice risk taking. If you need help with this, I want you to open up YouTube, save this video for later, search for Jia Zhang, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing his name incorrectly. I did look it up and the pronunciation guides were a little different, but his name is Jia Zhang and the video is called 100 Days of Rejection. It's a TED Talk. It's been watched over 5 million times And it is one that my son's professor actually asked him to watch last year. Both of us were hooked. Hayden told me about it. And I was like, I got to watch this thing. It is truly amazing. What he did is he took one rejection every day and he knew that he would be rejected in most of these things. Some of them were super weird. Like one of them, he went to a restaurant to ask for a burger refill. So you know how you go to lunch and usually you get like a drink refill. Well, he finished his burger and then asked for a burger refill. Now, most restaurants are, of course, going to say no to this, right? And he knew that going into it. 
which is why he knew that it would be a rejection. And he did this for a hundred days. And that was just one thing that he did. Everything was different every single day. He did 100 days of rejection because what it does is it builds that muscle so that when you're trying to sell something to someone or trying to market something to someone, trying to tell someone about your art or what you do or the value that you create for them and they reject you, it's not personal. And you start to build that muscle and you start to realize that maybe this is something that I shouldn't take as a personal moral failing in my life. Because nine times out of 10, someone's rejection of whatever it is that you're selling or asking for or whatever it is that you are requesting says more about them than it does about you. So number four is to practice risk taking. I kind of want to do this as like a little challenge in my group. I don't know. We might do it in the new year because this muscle is so freaking important when it comes to running a business. And I had to learn that very early on as a boudoir photographer, because not only was I in business, but I was in a genre that a lot of people did not like. And so I had to figure out how to overcome that. Number five is kind of a continuation of number four. Make a list of five risks that you want to take in your business or personally and actually do them. And if, when some of them don't work, keep going. Can you get to a hundred failures in your own business? You don't have to outline them up front. I don't want you to make a list of a hundred. Let's just list out five because those first few failures will start to show you what's next. What do I try next? Okay, this didn't work. So what can I try next? What can I do instead? What can I learn from this and switch up the next time to see if it works? One of my coaches tells me constantly, action creates clarity. And it is so, so true. The more that you're taking action, the more you will fail, but the more you will succeed as well. Because the more action you take, the more you will start to see the path ahead. And then you will start to see additional opportunities or skills that pop up. So those five steps are the five steps I have to start embracing your failures. And I did want to add number six. I just liked the number five. Fives are good, but I do want to add number six. Bonus step number six, surround yourself with people who can empathize with the failure and encourage you when you feel like giving up. This series has been a list of eight must-have skills for success in business, but I want to kind of take you back to this because of this bonus step. Remember the second skill? Just in case you missed it, go to episode 91 at boldwithbrook.com slash 091 because in that episode, we talked all about relationships and the types of relationships that will serve you in your business and in your life. And these people can help you get through these failures because sometimes these failures hurt. They hurt like hell. They can make you wonder if everything that you've ever known is just completely wrong. And as soon as something challenges beliefs that we've held for a long time, it's a lot. It can be really overwhelming. Having someone that can be there for you when these things happen is so, so important and will be so beneficial in more ways than one. So say it with me again, you will fail and that's okay. (laughs) So again, to just kind of recap, step one is to own the mistake or the failure. Number two, practice self-compassion. Number three, look at the mistake without the moral statements or emotion and think about what can be done differently. What could I change? Number four, practice risk-taking. Go check out that YouTube video. Seriously, I will link to it in the show notes. 
It is amazing. Highly recommend. And number five, make a list of five risks that you want to take in your business or personally and do them so that you can start seeing a path forward based on what you can change and what can happen to move you forward. So you have that clarity because we will all fail and I'm failing just as much as you all are. Trust me, I promise you are not exempt from this as you get to a higher level in your business. It'll just be different problems. One of my friends today shared in a coaching call that she is having mega website issues right now, and she's a multi-million dollar business. We are all going to have different challenges in different levels of our business. Just because you get to one specific goal doesn't mean you're done. It doesn't mean, oh, I'm all done. There are no more challenges, no more issues whatsoever. Everything is perfect. Life is wonderful. It doesn't work that way. Being human means new challenges at new levels. And in business, that happens even more. So because we all fail, let's share some of our failures, right? Come on over to the community at boldwithbrook.com slash community to share one of your fails. And I will share some of mine as well. When I was doing this podcast episode, I was thinking of a specific type of session that I was like, this is going to be amazing. And no one signed up for it. No one. (laughs) So believe me, I have those failures too. And again, if you missed that email marketing class from October, we are going to repeat it in November, towards the end of November, but it will be three days of instruction and small tasks, kind of smaller videos, and then class on the fourth day. So it's a challenge and we're going to be working up to it. And I'm really, really excited to go through this again. Several people were sad to miss it. So we're going to do round two. You can sign up at boldwithbrook.com slash workshop. And I can't wait to see you there. If you We're listening to this podcast episode and you're like, Brooke, get out of my brain. You will want to make sure to sign up for that workshop. It is free. Did you hear that? Should I say it again? Free, 100% free. (laughs) And I will walk you through the basic foundational steps to start building your email list, which is a must have digital asset for your business. If you finished this episode and you're like, Brooke, what was that address to leave a review again? Don't worry, I got you. Head on over to boldwithbrook.com slash iTunes to leave a review. This is part of my risk of failing, right? Like I can ask for reviews and get none and that will feel kind of crappy. Or I can ask for reviews and just keep going until I reach my goal. I want 200 reviews and I just lost 30 of them. So that hurts. So head on over to boldwithbrook.com slash iTunes to leave a review. This podcast is completely free. And those reviews are like a little thank you, a little podcast currency a big hug, and I so appreciate them. I can't wait to hear about some of your failures because you are going to get so good at taking risks and being okay with the art of failing. And I want to know all about your success too. What you do matters and your business means that you have the amazing chance to impact someone's life. Never, ever, ever forget that because you don't know how you're going to impact someone's life, which will then impact others and then impact others. It's that exponential effect, right? Until next time, my lovelies, may you have a ton of failures and a ton of success and a ton of laughter and love while going through all of them. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to Business Straight Up. I'm so glad that you could join us today. Check out the show notes for this and all of the episodes at businessstraightuppodcast.com. And I can't wait to talk with you again. Have a great day.